Tupola to put a full stop on this game, which he does. Springboks too good on the day. And they get the victory and the first win of the rugby championship by 26 points to 10. With 62 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes for his 16th win, I give you the number one ranked eater in the world, Joey Chestnut! Sramsky back in the pocket, has the chance to drop the goal. Back it comes to Stransky. Up goes the kick. Stransky has kept his head. And with two minutes gone in the second period of extra time, South Africa's dream is alive once more. Good morning, Atamarie, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ. It is Thursday the 6th of July, July already, and it's just after 6 o'clock. It's a big good morning to you, our wonderful listeners that tune in every single morning, every day, to listen throughout the day, covering all sports. Plenty of sport coming up this weekend, plenty of rugby, in fact. We've got Joel Stransky, the great man, the heartbreaker. That broke our hearts in 1995. Ooh, Joel Stransky. Spent a bit of time with him in South Korea. Looking forward to having a chat to him after seven about that uh, Springboks Wallabies test match this weekend. 7.40, Jeremy Coney going to be covering off the Ashes. The third series, do or die for England as they try and park what went on in, in game one and two and get back on the horse. And then after eight, Daniel Hillier. Uh, life has changed a hell of a lot for Daniel. He's obviously uh, won the last DP World Tour British Masters. And lads, he's over in the UK and he's at Royal Liverpool where the Open takes place July the 23rd. So life has changed a hell of a lot in his pocket and on his journey. So he is ready and he's going to join us at around 8 o'clock this morning. But good morning to you lads. Kempi, Sammy. The married couple, how you doing? <laughs> We're doing well. Things have been quite civil this morning, haven't they? <laughs> they, they, have, they have, darling. Everything's been great. Yeah. Just keep it that way. Yeah, eh? well, We've got three keep... hours to get through, so uh, <clears throat> everything's, good. <laughs> everything's good up here. Is either hot dogs are on. Mate, the studio smells like a, uh, what, a what do you call it, like a side hustle after an NRL game. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Kez has whacked up any onions with that. Uh, wow. Definitely no tomato sauce out there. And I hope he puts a heap of chilli in just to get Sam going for the rest of the morning. Well, it's, yeah. it's not for comfort, is it? It's not for comfort. 
comfort, Sammy. You no, want Lisa's best, and it? it's just the hot dog and a bread, isn't it? It's not, but um, like I'm not even that nervous about the actual challenge. I am nervous about whether or not Kez is going to cook them properly because he told <laughs> us this morning that he's that the only thing he's ever cooked in his life is toast. So uh, yeah, have I'm you not, seen him? T- have you seen his toast? <laughs> oh my god, he so, yeah, he needs a little bit of he needs a little bit of help. So I'll go out there and make sure that uh, they're nice and hot. Yeah, well, just All like right. the, the comedy will be good today, Izzy, but just be prepared for maybe solo hosting tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, lads, I can't lose you. That's why we're doing it at 8.20. 8.20 this morning, we're going to give it a hot dog eating competition between the two married couple there in the studio. And we, we need a name. You know, Joey Chestnut, 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes, 16 time winner. We'll go down as one of the greats in all sport. I was reading on Sports Center the, the other day. He's won... Pretty much every eating competition known to man. I saw tacos, I saw pizzas, I saw everything. There was a, about three pages, three three lists, mm. um, he's, he's and it was phenomenal. He's got a gift, he does, Joey Chestnut. Um, I don't know, do, do we know where that nickname came from, the Joey Chestnut? He, no, there's probably idea. some interesting no. backstory. I tell you what, Izzy, we actually Eating do. Chestnuts. We do have some uh, nicknames. Uh, I don't know if you want us to reveal <laughs> okay. them now. If you want us to hold off until eight twenty, but we've I got will some hold nick- them. We got some. We got some nicknames. We got some nicknames. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, looking forward to that at uh, 8.20 this morning. But there's plenty going on, Sammy Kempi. The All Blacks, Springboks, where do we start? I'll tell you, we're, we're sitting out in the studio this morning and Eng- England and Australia come up in the other 20s. I thought it was a semi-final, mate. I'm getting... Kempi was on the edge of his seat thinking he was watching a live <laughs> semi-final and it's a replay of a pool match. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I'm going... it's like four minutes to go and Aussie scored a try. I've got double level. Double leveled it against England in the semi. The Aussies, they're coming home, and then it comes up in the pool. Now they get a pool sheet with the, I think it was England, Ireland, was it? I think in that pool in Australia. And I went, yeah, oh, yeah. no, it's just the pool game. Mate, they, I think the big thing for me is in and around the All Blacks is where's the promotion? Like I, I have no idea what time it's on. Um, mm. where, it, where, where it's being played. I know it's against Argentina up there, but... Um, as far as promotion goes, like back in the old days, everyone would be talking about the All Blacks playing this weekend, um, yeah. and the selections for the for the game. Like, well, no, we're going to talk a little bit about selections. Like, who's actually playing? That's the other one. Mm. I said to Sammy, they named the team yet? He goes, no, they name it the day before. Well, forty? Is it forty eight hours? Is yeah, it's about forty eight hours. So I'm yeah. expecting in the next day yeah. or so that they'll name it. So it's seven ten past seven on Sunday morning. Catch it on live on Sky Sports. Uh, but you did right. It's flying under the radar over there. Um, when you think of the squad and the injuries that have, that have been taking place before they left, it's going to be a, a relatively predictable team. I'm feeling for the All Blacks to take on Argentina. Uh, a couple of opportunities for players. Potentially to stamp their mark, Caleb Clark, in fact, will probably start on the left wing. This is a chance for him to really repay the faith of the selectors, I'm feeling. Mm. He's going to get a crack. Namoni Narawa, obviously been getting a lot of recognition in his home franchise, Players Player of the Year and, and taking out the Top Gong Award. He's probably going to get a start. I'm predicting he'll start on the right wing. And now it's the fact of fullback. All Jordan's back home. Geordie Barrett will play 12. So that leaves Bowden Barrett. Now, I know many want to see Sean Stevenson have a crack, but I just don't think Fozzie will go there. Yeah, and because they, they lost the, the game, didn't they, to Argentina? Um, 
last year, so they wouldn't want to start a World Cup campaign having a loss against Argentina. I I wouldn't think, but man, I, I, the only th- the only question I got is the the season for the Chiefs and the Crusaders. You know the length of the season, and and if you do want to mm. debut uh, Sean Stevenson, do you do you give him that debut and rest Richie Mwanga? Because that's the other one. Richie Mwanga's had a big year, hasn't he? Damien McKen- mm. Damien McKenzie's had a big year. Like, do you start Bodie at ten and Sean Stevenson at fullback? Um, but well, I, guess, that- I guess that's down to that's down to them managing that final semi final final week. Yeah, it's, is all I'm thinking. That it, it's an extra week off. Izzy, you'll know this as well. Um, it must be tough given that you've only got the three rugby championship games. So in, in any other given year, you'd have a million opportunities to blood someone like Sean Stevenson in after he's had rest mm. or whatever or against a weaker opposition. But given World Cup year, and we know the, the schedule is so condensed, three games, they need to see him. They have to see him. If they're considering taking him over, they've got to see him in some capacity. And Izzy, what, can you throw us a couple of names? Who do you think is, I'm not going to say on the firing line, but you said Caleb Clark. Who's a couple of players that... Uh, they've they've really got to perform in this rugby championship, otherwise they may miss the the flight over to France. Uh, I'd say Caleb Clark would be the the realistic one. I think Caleb Clark has to have a huge couple of weeks uh, to really stamp his mark. Um, I'd say he's probably the one that is most in the firing line. I'd say probably another guy, Nipo Lalala. Yeah, I think Nipo's position, particularly if Joe Moody is able to get back and be fit potentially a um, couple of games there and, and the NPC that he can probably get under his belt. So I'd say probably those two, potentially a lot of pressure on. Um, and and just on that, it's a difficult one, isn't it, Sam and Kempe? Like, they've got only got a couple of games, so what do you do? What's your approach? Mm. Do they have the mindset to allow these guys opportunities or is it just a simple fact, we've got a fire and we've got a fire from the outset? I know these players have played a hell of a lot of rugby. The Blue, uh, the Chiefs and the Crusaders played a, a grilling, grueling final. But the reality is we need to see our best team. Yeah. And our best team at the moment, I think, is Richie Moanga at 10. And Jordi and Rico will probably take out the midfield with Moni Narawa at his disposal. Probably get him on the right wing. Form right winger in the competition. Talia, seen uh, pictures of him training. He doesn't look as bad as I probably thought. There was a photo of him uh, running around Damien McKenzie, so he's back in the fold. And then Will Jordan and Les Whanganuku out, that leaves Bowden Barrett at the back for that dual playmaker, which, to be honest, I'm probably not a fan of, mm. but he's over there. Will Jordan's not there, so he's going to he's gonna start at fullback. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I tend to agree with you. I think you know you don't have, an, you don't have the luxury of playing test matches to blood and, and check players out. You know, the, the roll into the World Cup, mm. you'd probably want to have – at least three games where you've got your first team playing and yeah. building co- combinations and, and yep. getting some confidence around them and knowing that they are the number one team, go- the, like the number one player in that position going to win the World Cup. You know, th- I've never, ever liked the chopping and changing of players. You know, one week you're in, one week I'm resting you because I want to see someone else or, or you need a break. I just think, as he, and I've, you know, this is the, the era that I grew up in, if you were the best and they picked you, mate, the other guy had mm. to take your jersey off you. No, it, was, it was up to you to either lose it or someone else just to be playing some incredible football to beat you. And that was the luxury of 2011 to 2015, really, with Shag. He, he almost did just pick the same team for four years. I mean, yeah, there were sort of ins and outs here and there, but by and large, the, the nucleus was mm. stayed the same. The other interesting, the really interesting thing for me uh, is, is, is South Africa sending over 
or basically all their stars to New Zealand a week early. Apparently they're here today. They, they arrived today or last night. Um, you know, all the big names like um, Fath de Klerk and Cyclese, even though I know he's uh, he's injured, um, and, you know, host of the other. They're, they're all here now getting ready for next weekend. Sort of shows where they're where their priorities lie and their preparations thinking lies. Preparations are different, eh? Like, you just don't know what the preparations are like. Mm. It's both sides, isn't it? Arasia Rasmus and then you got Niamba, obviously coaching the team. Apparently, I've, I was reading this article, it's been a part of the plan, so they've planned for this for a while. Uh, we don't know the All Blacks plan and kind of approach. It's got to be different. Like For us, I feel like we've got to go over there, we've got to show our wits and, and get some continuity going, some some team unity and connections to allow us to go in a couple of weeks, maybe a week out or the last test match, we have an opportunity to blood a couple of players. But I feel like we just need to get the ball rolling. We need to win the fans back, instill some confidence in the squad and and, and get it sorted. But I'm looking at that squad there, uh, Sammy Hughie. you got Willie LaRue, Cannon Moody, Lukam Arm, uh, Andre Esterhazen, Kurt Leanne Arance, Mani Lebok, which is uh, starting at 10 and... Don't know much about him, mm. so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Cobus Reinach, Dwayne Vermeulen is back, World Player of the Year a while back. So he's taken over the skipper's role. Peter Steph Dutoy, uh, Player of the Year in 2019 as well. And uh, they've got a lot of uh, depth there, but you'd think Australia would be licking their lips at this opportunity to take on the Springboks, wouldn't it? Well, they—it almost seems like they've split the team in half, you know. So they've left half of the mm. half of the big stars in there, but then yeah, they've sent half here. With, I think Ed Sabeth, Ches and Colby have come here early as well. So yeah, mm. I, I heard uh, B talking about it last night and saying, look, the point start is at ten and a half for Australia, which is that's that's not bad if you just want a little bit of insurance, Kempi. Given ten and a yeah. ten and a half down here, they can't be they can't be that bad. Aussie, no, Aussie, a ten and a half over in South Africa. Oh. Mm. They've got the plus ten and a half point start on the on the on the Springboks. Yeah, oh. I reckon that's a that's definitely <laughs> worth a devil. <laughs> I know I know Eddie Jones is is polarizing, and I know that he's going to pick a team and get them up for maybe the first one. That, that's probably the only reason you'd look at the ten and a half. But seriously, I'm, well, oh, they've, never, I won, they've thought, never won in Pretoria, have they? I've never ever I've never it hasn't even crossed my mind to think about the Australians. I just don't think they're uh, an abs uh, like a threat, an absolute threat in the World Cup. All, all I can think about is New Zealand playing France and Ireland and whether or not they get through to the to the major stages. That's that's the the side of the draw that um, everyone's really worried about. So um, what Eddie Jones does, who cares? Something's ticking away in my head there, Kempi, about Eddie Jones and the Wallabies. I don't <laughs> oh, know no. what it is. I, I don't know what it is. There's just something no, you know, there. Y- yeah, the, the, the Eddie Jones factor is he's good for one or two big upsets. Mm. You know, like he's good, for, he's good for an upset, and but he's never going to... He's good for a year. Exactly, he's good for a year, and he'll, and he'll, you know, he might tip some big name up in the quarter final, you know, in the quarter final. But then, but that's that's where it stops. You know, he uses all of his energy mm. almost on the on those one big games, um, like with us, right in twenty nineteen, used all the energy mm. on the semi final, and then just got completely played off the park in the final from South Africa. So, yeah, he'll he'll cause some headaches, but um, I'm I'm sort of in Kempe's. I'm not. I wouldn't be too worried about him. No, I, I think the reason I'm worried is is just because Eddie's. Factor and, and yeah, look, obviously, toward the end of his England tenure, it just got pear shaped. But I think when you get a fresh face, a fresh voice in there, and they've got the eligibility rules on their side where they can pick overseas, and they've got players that we haven't seen much of, but quality test players that have played at World Cups. I don't know. I just, I just, I get a sense that, that they're going to surprise many. 
Does, and, it, um, do, do, does, yeah, it, does that sort of, you know, just playing devil's advocate here, though, like, you know, you've been an ex-All Black and you're thinking about Australia bringing back these players from overseas. How does that sit with you when you've got the same thing happening with New Zealand where you can't pick players coming back from overseas? Uh, look, I've had to probably change my tune when I was a part of it. I thought, yeah, you know, you've got to be in New Zealand to have a genuine crack. But that was just kind of uh, the the reputation and the ego side of me thinking that the All Blacks were better and bigger than anyone else. It's a changing landscape now. You know, like the the money that's on offer for these players around the world, you just can't compete. So uh, uh, Steve Hansen said it yesterday, you know, the North ain't going to change, so we may have to change. Yeah, Maybe mm. we have to change our approach and, and try and evolve with it because otherwise we're going to lose a ton of players. Because at the moment, uh, have we got the money? Yes, the top 10 players probably get paid big bucks, but the rest of the rest... They don't get enough, and the reality is, overseas they pay enough. So, look, I'll, I'll probably have to change my tune a wee bit on that one, Kimpy. Mm. I think uh, realistically, we're going to have to adapt and, and evolve. I'm just, I'm just saying that, like Lester Fainuku going up at his age in the All Blacks now. What yeah. happens if he becomes the world's best player? And there's a rule down here saying, well, the All Blacks can't pick him. Yeah. Hey, have you, um, have you guys heard my theory on Eddie Jones? <laughs> no, but I guess no. we are. Um, I always have this theory that Eddie always sounds like he's a little bit drunk, you know. He's had a couple of beers when he talks, eh, like this. <laughs> that was a mixture of Australian South African. I oh, know, I probably, did, I probably, I probably did wait into a little bit of a uh, little bit of Rossi there, hey. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's all good, hey. Um, boys, uh, speaking of of Joey Chestnut and uh, and and hot dog eating competitions, uh, Charlie's just texted through saying Joseph Christian Chestnut. That's the real name. So chestnut is no nickname; it is uh, it's all natural, uh, and actually leads us perfectly actually into our our can't wait question of the day. Can't wait question of the day. So, given Kempi and I are about to gorge our faces on uh, these beautiful hella sausages that our Kempi's as that our Kez has brought in, Izzy, we're going to put it out there. Um, what would be what would be your death row meal? So, your la- if you only could eat one thing. Um, you know, to to cap one off. thing, yeah, one one thing. item. Well, no, 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 because no, no, when you're on death row, you can order whatever right. you want. That's nah. exactly right. <laughs> I reckon we go one item. <laughs> I reckon we go because we're only eating hot dogs. Well, today. I had I had two minimum, but yeah. now I have to take one of them out. Now nah, I, this I re- is very maximum prison. Yeah. One item only. <laughs> <laughs> one item only, Tony. Okay, stick to the rules. So you get one item only. That's uh, w- so what you would you take? So you can have puah, but not pork bones. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I, if you want to... Is it a meal or is you can it have just a one meal? item? It's one item, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gee, this is the problem, Kempi. He, he never listens to me. He never listens. One and what do item. I, do we do, do, we do um, like for the rest sticky of your date, life? Or sticky date pudding. Do we do like for the rest of is your that, life or just... Are you going to take that or not? I'll take sticky date pudding. Yeah, you can have that's that. one item. Yeah, without the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and the Any cream? ice cream? And the cream? No, the ice, ice, cream. Cream. no ice cream, no cream. Oh, boring. Yeah. Well, that's, you got to pick yeah, one. No, no, here. Gonna, you get, go to Izzy first. I need to think about it now. Oh, Izzy might need to think as well. Yeah. Whatever we'll thing, eh? Double eight, double three. Let us know. You can't wait. Question day. Death row <laughs> meals. Joey Chestnut, he loves a hot dog and plenty of other things. But we want to know your last meal, if you had the decision to make it, what would it be? One item. Kimpy, 
He's going sticky date, but I think he might change his tune. <laughs> Sammy Hewitt, he loves his tucker. Kez, oh, he loves his tucker. And we all know I've got a big puku, so I love mine. So let us know on double eight, double three. We'll shoot off and we'll get some reaction to that soon. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Keeping you healthy this winter. Dags Mansion, just some of the iconic locations in Christchurch. Keep us tuned on 1260am down there, won't you? Fuel like the All Blacks with Healthman Elite Ultimate Whey Protein, 750 grams from Chemist Warehouse, now $49.99. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, welcome back. Can't wait. Question of the day, the last meal. What would it be? A couple of messages coming through. Kinners! Ooh, Kinners! Hey! It's an interesting one there from Mark. I seen something the other day, lads. Kinners. A guy from Invercargill's name is Farm for Life on Instagram. Tangaroa's name. He has Kinners on crumpets with butter and jam. Oh, what? Yum. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, well, hey, if it was if it was our little scenario, he's only about one of those things. Exactly. Yeah, he, yeah, can, okay. he, can have, he can have the crumpet. Or the kinner. <laughs> yeah. oh. All right, keep going through. Got to be slow-cooked pork belly with crackling. I use Chelsea Winters recipe. Try it, boys. Perfect every time, Jim. John, just uh, uh, do a shameless plug here, John. Go check out Rugby Pantry, my wife's. Does a nice little uh, <laughs> pork belly there. So Ooh, there you go. Okay. Ooh. Uh, for me, lads, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go tack right here. Mm. And uh, my fa- one of my favourite burgers. One of my favourite burgers. I'm gonna go for a, a double whopper burger. <laughs> double whopper. Get the whoppity whop in my gob, and that'll be my last meal. A double whopper. Mm. Yeah, cheese. Okay. You can't have cheese. Oh, you just cheese. Eat one item. No, but you can. Like it's a burger. So it's you a, can- Oh, it's okay. a burger. Yeah, I'm, not coming, I'm not coming to your well, place. Am I only allowed a patty? Am I allowed <laughs> no, a patty? You're allowed the buns. You're allowed the buns on a patty. <laughs> Take your pick. Um, Kempi, what about you? I've had a think about it. You know, you've gone pizza, pies, all that sort of stuff. And I'll, I'll Pie's thought, fine. Yeah, I know, because that's where you're going to go. Um, <laughs> but I thought about it when I was a kid, you know, like and you were really hungry and there was one thing you could afford. Mm. I And it was because you've only said one thing and when no other items, so I've gone a Sally Lunn. Yeah, that's a fantastic option, Kempi. A Sally Fantastic Lund. option. My one, funnily enough, I pie was on the radar, steak, nice steak pie. Uh, I was going to go, and I've got a sweet tooth, cinnamon scroll. So similar <laughs> to your Sally Lunn. <laughs> yeah. si- like you can't tell me. You can't tell me when your mum bakes cinnamon scrolls, it is cinnamon the, most, scroll. the most delicious thing you'll ever eat in your life. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. If Are you not a fan of it? If you're not going to have another foot, nah. if you're not going to have anything to eat, if you're not going to have anything to eat, you want something sweet. Yeah, I agree. You know, 100%. If, you know, if this is your last meal, you, you want to yeah. you you put a smile exactly, on your face. Exactly, you want something decadent. Yeah, yeah. I th- I I've got nightmares that. of the lockdown. I've got nightmares <laughs> of lockdown when everyone was cooking cinnamon scrolls <laughs> with my wife, and uh, I just couldn't. I hey, just couldn't I eat hope, it. I hope she's not listening because it might be more vindicative of the uh, <laughs> the recipe that was being used in the <laughs> the actual product. Uh, Kiza, what was your one going to be? Because he was uh, talking nice in the air break. Oh, look, I was trying to decide if chicken sushi would be one item, but we decided it was as it is contained in seaweed. Yeah, yeah, so I think I'm going to go one. with chicken sushi. That's my go-to. I've always said I could eat it every day for the rest of my life. And I'll probably do uh, get on my puku. Oh, dagger, given it's my last day, let's go with the platter, mate. Let's go 50. You know, those (laughs) ones with the kids' birthday. And 
and shameless, uh, shameless and soy wasabi. Yes, yes, and ginger. Lots of ginger. Ginger. I'm a massive oh, ginger fan. Soy wasabi ginger. Yeah, you got to do it all in one uh, sentence. Are you allowed to eat ginger? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, the rules change all the time, with Sammy. <laughs> if it's all on the if it's all on the top, ginger can't eat it. ginger. Oh yeah, you can't because it's, it's not cannibalism. <laughs> Chuck it in this chicken sushi. Why not? Let's switch it up. Chicken and ginger sushi. <laughs> oh crack up! Keep those messages coming through. Double eight, double three. Here's a couple before we shoot off. Let's power pie. Ooh, but it better be one, a big one if Sammy's been hungus and only letting us have one item. At least I don't have to die for it. And Cream Power too. Another edition of Kai Chat with Izzy and Kempi for breakfast and another Cooking with the Cuzzy special. Race 4, number 13, Ashburton today from Brett. Love that one from you, Brett. And morning, boys. Four dozen bluff oysters, three dozen raw, one dozen battered, cooked from PJ. You like oysters, Sammy? Love oysters, man. Absolutely love them. What are you, what are you pointing at me for, Kez? Oh, there's, there's quite a lot of items listed there, mate. It's too easy. He's got quite <laughs> the shopping list. He's got quite the shopping list there, PJ. You can have the batter. I'll give you the batter. Just the batter. <laughs> and you only allow one dozen. Can't have seven dozen. Oh, yeah, four dozen. Come at, on, You're PJ. running out of business, PJ. Gee, there'll be none left for the rest oh, of us. La- uh, love it. Keep them coming through on double eight, double three. We'll just shoot off with uh, headlines, and we'll come back and uh, he's, we'll listen to Aroha right now. Here she is with Aroha for the news for Kibara, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand.